0: episode of what the bleep are they talking about where we help you understand exactly what the news is talking about today with me as always is the fabulous jennifer
1: i never get tired of hearing that
0: and i'm jack and make sure before we get started to like and subscribe down below
1: and click the bell for notifications every time we post
0: and comment let us know how much you hate us or maybe how much you like us
1: or maybe you're somewhere in the middle
0: but let's get into this so Julian Assange is in the news today because apparently the U.S. is trying to get him extradited to the U.S. now they've been trying to do that for a while but today was the first day in a long time that they were able to make some progress okay so before we get into that I thought it would be appropriate to do like a little bit of a timeline
1: that will be very helpful for me because I have not been following this that closely so And I don't think a lot of people have
0: either. I think it's, I don't know, I feel like a lot of younger people tend to follow Julian Assange a lot more than, like, say, an older demographic. Which doesn't help your case, because you're not old. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Uh, But I found this nice timeline from Reuters. Okay, so in 2006, Julian Assange founded WikiLeaks. And I'm sure you've heard of WikiLeaks. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Wikipedia, but people are able to drop off, like... um, you know confidential documents and stuff and they can publish it. On April 5th of 2010, WikiLeaks released leaked video from a US helicopter showing an airstrike that killed civilians in Baghdad, including two Reuters news staff. Okay, so in 20, July 25th, 2010, WikiLeaks then released over 91,000 documents, mostly secret US military reports about the Afghanistan war. And then in October of 2010, WikiLeaks released 400,000 classified military files chronicling the Iraq war. The next month, it released thousands of U.S. diplomatic cables, including candid views of foreign leaders and blunt assessments of security threats. So obviously, it's going to be stuff that's going to piss off the U.S. government.
1: Well, yeah, doesn't really sound like things that should be out just freely on the Internet.
0: But the case that – and I have it pulled up, and it's the Reporters Without Borders. So the case that they make – and a case that a lot of reporters and independent journalists and people that are pro-free speech and First Amendment stuff, what they claim is that, you know, sure, it's not great that these things got out there because, you know, it could be harmful to the U.S. or maybe it could put forces at risk – but at the same time it is journalism and if the US is doing something that's inappropriate, it is ethical to bring it to light. So for instance, one of them was when the US, you know, accidentally took out two of the Reuters news staff, mm-hmm. right? And that was something they tried to cover up. So was it a good thing that it was leaked by WikiLeaks? Probably.
1: Probably in that case. But what's that? harm versus like when does the harm that you're doing overshadow the good that you're doing i don't know it's a sticky situation but it has Mm -hmm. been for a while so Mm -hmm.
0: and then in february 2011 oh no sorry in november 18th of 2010 um that's when his you know kind of uh all the criminal stuff starts to happen for him. So a Swedish court orders Assange's arrest over a rape allegation. And now I remember this because I remember in college, we had to watch this whole video and how it was all about how he was kind of, you know, framed and put up for it because everyone was really upset with him at the time. Mm -hmm. And just to skip ahead, um, I think in like 2019, the Swedish court came out and said that, you know, they didn't have enough evidence or maybe because of the length of time, they weren't able to, um, go through with the arrest and whatnot so they dropped it um, but in february 2011 london's Westminster's Minis- West magistrates court ordered assange's extradition to sweden because of that case but then on june 14th of 2012 the british supreme court rejected his appeal and five days later he had to take refuge in the ecuadorian embassy that we hear about all the time even you and I were confused about that a couple months ago. Yeah. Is he actually in Ecuador, or is he actually in the Ecuadorian embassy in, in England? England? Right. Yeah.
1: Which I think we figured out it's still the Ecuadorian embassy. But then we read something, too, that said he was in prison, but...
0: Yes, and we'll get to that. So okay. he was in the Ecuadorian prison from 2012 into about, I think, 2019. Okay. Oh yeah. So the next point is April eleventh, twenty nineteen. He was carried out of the embassy and arrested after Ecuador revoked his political asylum. Okay. Um, and he was sentenced to fifty weeks in prison for skipping bail. So nothing against the 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 British government. It was really just he he skipped bail, so he had to go to jail for like a year. Gotcha. Um, and then in May of twenty nineteen. Uh, the Swedish prosecutors reopened their investigation and were trying to get him extradited to Sweden. And in 2019, the U.S. Justice Department jumped on board, and they formally asked Britain to extradite Assange to the United States to face charges uh, that he conspired to hack U.S. government computers and violated the Espionage Act. And...
1: Then, like you said, 2019, November 19th, they dropped the rape investigation saying mm-hmm. the evidence is not strong enough to bring charges, in part because of the passage of time, right, of that right. statute of limitations.
0: And the Espionage Act is really um, just like if you, you know, conspire against, uh, against the government and you're releasing information that's classified, and then they can bring acts against you. But one of the arguments is that can you really do that against someone who's not even a U.S. citizen? Because I believe that he is uh, a Swedish citizen, mm-hmm. right? So he, he fled Sweden, went to Britain, ended up in the embassy. So he's not even a U.S. citizen. So are they able to indict someone over, you know, an espionage act when they're not even a U.S. citizen?
1: Didn't we read he re- he lost one of his citizenships or several of his?
0: Mm, I don't remember that.
1: I thought I remembered us reading that, but I'll look into it later.
0: I mean, I know he got kicked out of the, the Ecuadorian embassy, but yeah, that would need we would need to follow up on that. Yeah,
1: I just remember here or remember saying, oh, so he's kind of homeless. No country wants him. So
0: well, well, the U.S. wants him now. Yeah,
1: guess <laughs> that's a good point.
0: Um, but in February twenty first, twenty twenty, so we're getting kind of up the speed mm-hmm. here. A London court began its first the first parts of its extradition hearings. Um, but in January fourth of twenty twenty one. They ruled against it and they said he couldn't be extradited because they were worried about his mental health and they were worried that, you know, he would take his life if they tried to extradite him, which makes sense if you think you're going to end up in prison for a hundred plus years. I I always like that, how somehow, somehow you're able to, you don't get life, but somehow you're able to get like more years in prison than you're actually going to be alive.
1: What about people who get like four life sentences?
0: It doesn't make sense.
1: I mean, it does.
0: I mean, it does. I, it does, but...
1: I mean, it's not realistic, but it's just... It's the point, like...
0: Unless it carries over to another life.
1: Maybe it does. Maybe.
0: Maybe they know... Maybe the, the, the justice system knows a little bit more about the af- afterlife the, the than the do. The American justice system. Yes, yes. <laughs>
1: Specifically, so...
0: And that right. kind of brings us up to speed. So today... They ruled that, where is it here, that the U.S. can expand its extradition appeal to get him to the U.S. So it's not that he is going to be extradited to the U.S., but it's that they can further the investigation along to make the argument to bring him home. And the full, uh, the full um, court date is like October October 27th. Okay. So that's when they'll make their final decision.
1: The decision on if they're going to extradite him, correct?
0: Yes. I mean, they want to. They're, uh, the decision on whether or not they're going to be able to.
1: Okay. Gotcha. I'm up to speed now.
0: And I have this interesting article pulled up here, and it's from Amnesty International. So this is, like, they're an activist group, and what they do is that they, they help Free prisoners and protect from human rights abuses. And this is kind of their argument for as to why he should not be extradited and why this is, this is a problem overall. So what they write is that, uh, and this is actually written yesterday. So ahead of the preliminary appealing, appeal hearings in London's high court tomorrow on the decision not to extradite Julian Assange to the U.S. Embassy, Uh, Amnesty International has renewed its call on the U.S. authorities to drop the charges against him. The organization's director said in a statement, This attempt by the U.S. government to get the court to reverse its decision to not allow Julian Assange's extradition on the basis of new diplomatic assurances is a blatant legal sleight of hand. Given that the U.S. government has reserved the right to keep Julian Assange in a maximum security facility and support him to special administrative measures, these assurances are inherently unreliable.
1: I would, I would mention somebody else that was in those same types of you know, protections and but might get us flagged for misinformation. So.
0: Oh, I, I'm actually curious who you're going to say.
1: We'll talk about it later. We'll okay. talk about it later. PMS if you want to find out, but I'm I'm sure you probably know if you're watching this.
0: Um, and he goes on. He says that uh, this disingenuous appeal should be dismissed by the court, and President Biden should take the opportunity to drop these politically motivated charges, which have put media freedom and freedom of expression in the dock. President Obama opened the investigation into Julian Assange. President Trump brought the cases against him. And it's now time for President Biden to do the right thing and to help end this farcical prosecution, which should never have been brought in the first place. And so doing a little bit of digging, I found that the the Trump administration in 2019 uh, charged Assange with 17 counts of violating the Espionage Act. uh, And that was for publishing classified documents on the website.
1: Wasn't that like a big help? Am am I correct me if i'm wrong wasn't that like a big help to trump's campaign though was these documents that got leaked wasn't that like against hillary clinton or something or am i i I mean WikiLeaks had a lot to do with that some people say i remember
0: hearing that um oh yeah because wasn't it uh hillary clinton's emails wasn't Mm -hmm. that that was part of like what was
1: leaked so if that's the case
0: if we're not wrong then yes so. But if that was com- something completely separate. Oh, because I think the emails also had something to do with An- Anthony Weiner's I don't, laptop. We could be completely wrong with that. We could but be completely is, wrong. I
1: just know mm-hmm. that the emails were that were like so in question were released on WikiLeaks. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually, and people can hate on me in the comments, I'm giving Trump kudos, or mm-hmm. in the Trump administration kudos, for still bringing these charges against him, Like mm-hmm. even though it kind of helped his campaign. So, or said to have helped his campaign maybe
0: maybe we don't know that for sure because i also know that trump didn't really like him either because there's also in the documents the possibility of of Mm -hmm. russian collusion which which now we know was completely farcical (laughs) but so he doesn't like him for that reason so so
1: he just makes enemies wherever he goes doesn't he
0: (laughs) well remember this happened this started under the obama administration Mm -hmm. so julian assange his the, the, it came up in 2010. So it didn't start with Trump. It started with Obama, yeah. and then the charges came. Yeah,
1: I was looking at this bigger, this big quote up at the top. Obama opened the investigation mm-hmm. to Julian Assange. Trump brought the charges against him. It is now time for President Biden to do the right thing and end this farcical prosecution.
0: Mm-hmm. And the article finishes off, and it says that the U.S. extradition request is based on charges directly related to to the publication of leaked classified documents as part of Assange's work with WikiLeaks. Publishing information that is in the public interest is a cornerstone of media freedom and the public's right to information about government wrongdoings. Publishing information in the public interest is protected under international human rights law and should not be criminalized. So it's really the argument between you know is it okay to publish these things if Even if it puts people at danger, but you're trying to reveal the wrongdoings of of a government body.
1: Yeah. But again, if it could potentially do more harm than good, where do we draw the line?
0: It's true. But what if you're releasing them years after uh, the events take place?
1: Well, isn't that why we have a process of, like, declassification of these types of things? Is, you know, people actually go through and say, okay, this no longer contains information that could be sensitive or or used against us.
0: That's a good point, too.
1: Like, there's a process for that.
0: But I think they did, didn't they go through that? And I could be wrong, but I believe they did. They were working to make sure that things weren't getting out that could be damaging. I could be completely wrong. I can't imagine that they would just release... All of the information. I
1: feel like they would. Mm,
0: maybe, maybe.
1: <laughs> Otherwise, does it really do what it sets out to do? If they're, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look at some of the
0: documents and. I would hope someone's not that brazen.
1: You would hope, but mm-hmm. especially if they're, you know, not in America or you know wherever WikiLeaks is headquartered, like what stake do they have in it? What skin in the game do they have? They're just releasing documents. They don't care.
0: Mm, that's true. So. But but they're after freedom of information. So maybe they they're not trying to make any money off of it. It's really just um, being passionate about you know understanding the world and letting people know what is going on truthfully.
1: Yeah, which I'm behind. But I also recognize that there's a lot about national security I don't understand. So mm-hmm. we'll leave that to more expert. More intelligent people than me.
0: But let us know in the comments down below. Do you think what Julian Assange did was right? Did you think what he did was wrong? And if you have additional information to help either side of the argument, let us know in the comments down below.
1: Absolutely. Make sure to like, subscribe, and what else? Ring the bell. Make sure you're getting notifications every time we post, guys.
0: And we'll see you later.
1: All right.